0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Mr. McHale's Manor of Mischief, Magic, and Mystery, the podcast where we talk about music, the occult, and just day-to-day life. I am your host, Andrew McHale, and welcome to the 6M Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Manor, and welcome to episode 35 it's october 2020 and i'm still alive which is good it's a good cause for celebration being that uh every day <laughs> kind of wake up see if i'm still able to breathe And i'm like all right we're good we live to fight another day whether or not if i have something to worry about It seems like it's a political issue uh, for some reason, but uh, either way, I'm still appreciative of being able to be alive another day to pursue my dreams, which can turn into nightmares. And I don't know, being able to be on the same earth as all of you. All of you fine listeners out there, which, it appears, are growing at a steady rate, which is fucking awesome. Sorry if you're listening to this at work. Hope you're listening to this on headphones. Should I do an ASMR or a podcast? I don't know. Um, yeah, if you're listening to this at work, if you're listening to this on the way to work, if you're listening to this working out if you're listening to this uh, driving home from work, if you're listening to this masturbating, it's all some sort of work, right? So I appreciate you for appreciating my work because obviously being in the creative lane, it's been difficult. It's been difficult as of late or it's been difficult for a long time. But, you know, with the whole shutdown thing music uh, is p- seemingly like one of the last frontiers to uh return return to normalcy which I if you ask me I don't see uh, things going back to quote-unquote normal till like 2022 maybe if we're allowed to you know get back to it and I've spoke about that Numerous times since March, I've spoke about it on the podcast a bunch, you know, everybody asking, uh, oh, well, can things just go back to normal so we can play and we can tour? I'm sorry to break it to everybody, but as someone who's been around in front and behind the scenes, I, I don't see, I don't see it going back to normal for bands of our stature you know we don't have an agent we don't have a manager um, I act as all <laughs> well minus press press and uh, some other things we work with some fine people on that front but as far as making moves I mean I'm pretty sure all the schedules are going to be locked up until like 2022. Because everybody's going to be trying to reschedule their dates that were canceled. That's given, you know, things, quote unquote, go back to normal in November. Like some some uh, people are saying, you know, if this was all a hoax, we're going to go back to normal November 4th. Which is great. I mean, I'm down for that. Cool. I mean, granted, I'm. I'll be a little upset. At the fact that so much of my life has been wasted. Well, not wasted, but a lot of life could have been lived this year. And oddly enough, you know, New Year's Eve, you know, the lizard and I wrote like things that we wanted to do in 2020. (laughs) And uh, like a fool, I wrote, I wanted to uh, vacation more, travel more. And boy, did the cosmos prove me wrong. <laughs> if anything, this is like the least amount I've ever moved. I mean, hell, I don't even go to the gym anymore. I don't know about you guys. Are you guys still going to the gym? Is it okay to go to the gym? I mean, again, granted, whichever way you lean. Uh, some people don't think there's a problem. Some people think... Uh, You can't even be in the same room as other people. I don't know. But it looks to me as if people are working out. And I would love to work out, but I am not wearing a mask while working out. So I guess I answered my own question. (laughs) I guess I can't work out. But, you know, it's fall starting to happen. The leaves are starting to fall, at least in the Midwest. And, uh, you know, it's getting a little brisk. Little chilly, a little bit nipply. And I don't think I'm going to be going on my walks anymore. Granted, I haven't been on walks in a couple weeks because if you listen to the last episode of the podcast, things have been kind of crazy here. And honestly, like we busted out episode 34, The Lizard and the Wizard. We busted it out and, you know, we really didn't cover a lot. Of what was happening in our lives, you know, we kind of skimmed over the top, you know, being that, uh, you know, the lizard uh, just recently lost, you know, her father, and and myself as well, you know, like uh, I considered him uh, very close. I mean, like family. Obviously, I mean, it's redundant to say that. But, um, you know, things have been tough, just life, you know, with not only with, you know, everything that's going on with the shutdown. I mean, effectively, we've been shut down musically, right? So, I've been doing the YouTube videos on the Serpents YouTube, I've been doing the podcast, um, trying to limit my online time, well, social media time, and... Um, That's why it's super, super uh, important to me that you guys are listening. And honestly, you guys are getting to actually know me. And, you know, I've been kind of toying with the idea of streaming, not on Twitch, but like just streaming and conversing with you all. Because I feel like that's where uh, I could shine, you know? I don't really do social media very well, and I don't do... I I mean, I try and do the podcast well. The YouTube videos are kind of more informative. But I would rather have face-to-face conversations with people, and that's why, you know, the uh, podcast with Al, Al Slager, was uh, really awesome to do the uh, podcast with Jake. uh and all the Lizard and the Wizard podcasts, because those are like in person, you know what I mean? So it's a little bit easier for me to be myself and to also uh, instill some sort of knowledge in the podcast or, you know, talk about daily life and shine some light on some things that people, you know, normally don't think about or normally don't uh, notice or see. and. Um, I don't know. It's super cool to know that people are starting to pick up on the podcast. So I'm appreciative, you know, hopefully more people will jump on the YouTube front. You know, it's a little bit lonely there on the uh, serpents YouTube, but hey, we're getting there, right? There's not much I could do. You know, I can't really get the boys together and go play a show because honestly, like, since March, you know, not being able to do anything and, uh, being cautious in, you know, trying to push merch or anything. Yeah. I really got no, no income coming in and, uh, you know, life happens, you know, uh, aside from what I spoke about earlier with the lizard, you know, <clears throat> life, oh wow. Life just happens. And, uh, You know, car problems, got to fix up things in the house with winter coming, winter's coming. And, uh, you know, I went to the dentist the other day, which was, you know, how many times am I going to say, you know, Jesus. Um, So, you know, going to the dentist was kind of uh, odd because, you know, I haven't been uh, out much Especially, like, uh, I actually went to my first restaurant the other week, which was interesting. I mean, mainly, I think the funeral and the visitation and stuff like that uh, was like a forceful burst of the little bubble that the lizard and I have created. <laughs> which is good, because it gets us uh, back into reality and back into seeing people and... Not watching TV or, you know, the internet, which was refreshing, you know, it's refreshing to see people face to face and talk to them. And that's when I went, uh, I had the realization that I think the podcast or serpents in general would do a lot better if I could see and enlighten people or just talk face to face. So we're going to figure that out. And you know, I've been messing with the video aspect of the uh, of the podcast and it just seems like a mixed bag, you know. It takes uh takes a lot of time to get that going and edited and all that good stuff where it just seems like the return hasn't been very great when I do do it. I'm not expecting, you know, accolades or anything like that. It's just like, you know, with hours of work, you're just kind of like, well, people listen to the podcast. People watch videos at their own uh, leisure. So it's just kind of like, oh, well, what, what the hell do I do, you know? With all these things happening in my life, and, you know, going to the dentist was like a eye-opening experience because you know it's there i go again you know you know no you know um you know seeing (laughs) uh, seeing the dentist and uh you know actually (laughs) god damn it seeing the dentist and getting to talk to an old friend of mine shout out to shanika hope you're listening she asked me she's like hey uh, you doing a podcast too you know cause she knows uh i do music and uh, she's like yeah well, i told him like yeah check it out so i hope you're checking it out and i hope you like it but you know seeing the dentist was kind of uh, shocking because i actually had a tooth break basically like shortly after the last episode one of my molars broke uh, in half while eating soup. Go figure that one out. Thanks, music. You know, touring for all these years, not having a stable job, and then like trying to get a job hasn't really been on my radar because I'm like, well, this is the time. This is the time to do all things Serpents, uh, the podcasts, YouTube, really, really putting my head to the grindstone. But I didn't think that uh, we'd still be here in October. You know? You know? <laughs> I didn't think we'd still be here and funds are depleting. And talking to a dentist, you know, where they tell you what you need and how much it's going to cost. It was kind of like, oh, shit. The hell do I do? I mean, because I guess you could say that uh, the molar situation for me, it's kind of a time sensitive situation. So it's not like I can just be like, whatever, we'll ride it out. but. Uh, could potentially die, you know, if an infection reaches a certain point. So, which is, you know, it's not, (laughs) I'm trying, guys, I'm trying. I take care of my teeth, obviously. I take care of my hygiene. Anyone who's uh, talked to me in person could probably attest that uh, I try my best to stay smelling good and looking fresh and not having kicking breath. So it's kind of you know dumbfounding or shocking to hear that, oh, underneath your filling that popped out, uh, your tooth basically had a cavity that didn't get taken care of, so then it became infected and you have to get a root canal. And cover it with a crown. And anyone who knows anything about going to the dentist could probably attest to the fact that that ain't cheap. And then, as always, they're like, well, this needs work in the future. You got to fix this, this, this. And I'm like, fuck. So I'm kind of at a crossroads at the moment, you know? You know? Sorry, this is going to be a thing. Maybe I should just call this episode, you know? But um, I'm at a crossroads where I'm like, is things going to open up soon where we could start gigging or I could feel comfortable asking people to buy merch again? Are people working again? I don't know. I'm not out kind of living off of saved funds since all this started, and I got got house things I need to fix, uh, been messing around with my gear, getting trimming the fat, so to speak, trying to up the ante with the streaming and the videos. I don't know if you've noticed on the Serpents YouTube, I got a nice little setup going, so. That obviously costs money, and I'm like, well, you got to spend money to make money. But the thing is, I'm not making money. Because we don't have sponsors or anything like that. And I'm not Joe Rogan. I don't know if I said this earlier, but I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not trying to make a million bucks. But it'd be nice to have something, you know? <laughs> it'd be nice to have some sort of income. Which kind of makes me think like, you know, what do I do? Do I get a job? And, you know, be so uh, beaten down by the daily grind, you know, driving to work, driving back, doing the work. And I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? I don't know. You know? Maybe you guys can tell me. I don't know. I don't know. I hear I hear good things about remote jobs, but I tried that earlier. You know, I tried. uh, I was a sales manager, which is a great face to face job. You know, I got to uh, train people, do sales, uh, just talk audio. You know, Uh, I just talk audio just going around in my territory and showing people the light, so to speak. And that was a great job. I, I liked the job, but unfortunately the company I worked for was pretty much filled with crooks and people trying to fuck people out of like workers' rights and stuff like that. So I, I got out of that. And then I became a remote consultant for a well known computer company. And unfortunately, that job only consisted of making cold calls to like huge businesses and mom and pop shops and everything in between. So basically, you know, they have these expectations like you, you you need to book at least five consultations a week, you know, in-person consultations, and you need to do this, this, and this, and you need to make a minimum of this many calls. And to be honest with you, most of the job uh, consisted of people hanging up on me, including... Including the major corporations, obviously you get the secretary, who's just like, "Yeah, I don't know. Um, we have a guy, <laughs> so let me take your name and number, and we'll 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 hand it over to the IT department, and we'll call you back." And I'm like, "Yep." So that's not going to happen. And I did that for a while, but every day, uh, just getting people like screaming at me or Lying to me. It's draining, man. You know? <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time I say, you know? Hey, I'm trying to train myself, okay? To be a better speaker. Lay off me, man. I'm starving. I really am starving. The lizard is upstairs making scrimps. I'm excited for that. She's She makes a killer meal. And so do I. But I it's rare that I make a meal because honestly I, I, I'm so self-conscious about my cooking abilities that I just like, cause I've been touring for so long and I've been able to, well touring and living on my own for so long that basically I just try and get like, what do I, what do I need as far as like, um, nutrients, you know, and uh, cooking for somebody else is kind of nerve-wracking, because I'm like, this is so simple, it's stupid, and she's going to hate it. But oddly enough, she loves when I cook. And I, I make a, I make a mean, well, I used to make a mean steak and eggs. Put a little A1 sauce in there. Put some special seasoning in there. Some onions some peppers, some tomatoes. Some sweet potatoes if you got them. Some leftovers. God damn. God damn. But uh, see, I'm I'm so hungry right now. I'm thinking about food that's being made upstairs. That's the problem. I don't know what I should do. Should I just stop recording? Nah. No. 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 But other than me complaining about life, uh, you know, the dentist, the car, the house, other things. I've been rebuilding my rig, you know, I, <laughs> I've been rebuilding my rig, trying to switch it up, trim the fat. i uh, been spending a lot of time in Japan lately, not physically, but uh, on Japan websites because. I basically taken this opportunity to, well, not opportunity, but this whole pandemic or plandemic, depending on how you look at it, situation to really, uh, I guess you could say, uh, bring into my life what I truly want what truly serves me, you know, having the huge, uh, touring rig with the big rack that I have to lug in and out of my studio. Every time we have a gig, uh, by myself kind of sucks. And, you know, having the massive four by 12 cabs again, lugging into my studio by myself, you know, I'm not in the best of shape as far as, you know, my spine, (laughs) so that kind of serves as a problem, so I've been rebuilding my rig and consolidating and making a nice fly rig slash regular show rig, because let's be real, guys, let's be real, I'm singing and playing guitar at the same time. Nobody's really paying attention to my tone, which sucks. No, not my tone. I love my tone. But, you know, nobody's really like, whoa, listen to that tone. They're more or less watching the show or listening to me scream or whatever. So I was like, well, since I'm front and center, it's no point to have like a huge, you know, stage left rig where no one's really like whoa <laughs> I think that's I think that's a lot of the appeal of having the massive you know rig is uh having that whoa factor but honestly every like every youtuber bedroom performer every whatever they have like the nice shit that you would see on those stages. And the more you see it, the more you're like, well, that's cool. You know what I mean? It's not as special. You're like, oh, that guy's got that. That makes sense. You know? (laughs) So I basically switched my whole rig to a pedal-based rig, which is something I've never done. And thankfully... I've got great uh, endorsers that make great products. Uh, Shout out to Seymour Duncan, shout out to ESP, shout out to Ernie Ball, and more in the works, question mark? I I got something else coming. And not to mention uh, other companies and brands that I'm not uh, endorsed by. It makes it really easy to make a killer fucking rig in a pedal board which is something I've never done because I've always been a head I've always been a head cabinet guy you know anyone who's seen me whether Oceano straight line stitch defiler and even serpents anyone who's seen me uh, usually saw me with a Krankenstein, crank Krankenstein or a 5152 or 6505 plus and uh 5153 and uh occasionally a pod or a line 6 helix but i usually run it with like a head or a power amp and those fucking cases are so heavy and being that you know i don't see us going back to normal in, like, near time, I figured, hey, why not take the time and uh, rebuild the rig? I'm messing around with that new Fractal Audio FM3 still. Fucking love that unit. I got the new Seymour uh, Duncan Power Stage. Uh, I think I got the 170. I think that's what it is. I don't know. No. Let me look. I got the new Power Stage two hundred. <laughs> Sorry, I got uh, I got the big one too. But again, I'm trying to consolidate to the pedal board. So I got that, and it uh, you can run an impulse response on that, which is super killer. Because if I'm front and center, and I'm running a two by twelve behind me or stage left with like. You know, my toolbox, my water, my whiskey. You know, I really don't have time to run back and forth from middle of the stage because most of the time I'm talking or, you know, trying to tune up or just trying to set some sort of ambiance. So it's not like I can run back and forth and be like, hold on, let me, let me tweak this. So the power stage and the FM3 are a killer combo. For me, being that I can, if need be, I can just tweak everything right there on the floor. And uh I love it, you know. I love it. And I've been messing around with uh, looking on, online and in Japan. I got some new goodies coming to me. I can't really talk about it. Because probably not supposed to talk about it. But you'll see it. You'll see them. Uh, I'm, I'm beyond excited. I haven't been excited with gear in a long time. Hence why I just spent, like, I don't know however many minutes talking about it. But I'm not knocking the traditional cab and head combo. As you heard me say, I've been a 5150 guy and a 6505 guy for a long time. Most of my... To be honest with you most of my career as a musician and that includes you know the local stage one of the first amps i fell in love with was my old 5152 that i bought from a now previous friend i remember he sold it to me cuz he didn't uh, he gave up on playing guitar or whatever it was like yeah i just had this uh Souped up by somebody who did a Treyu's uh, heads, you know. Sorry for everyone who's like not gear friendly, but this will be short, I think. He's like, Yeah, I got this souped up and customized by the same guy who did a Treyu's rig. And I'm like, Yeah, that's cool. I was like, Let's hear it. And I fucking loved it. And I think. Well, my first head was a Marshall Solid State head, which was a which was all right for the time. I remember I played the Marshall. I think it was the MG, and I had a full stack for a long time. And I remember remember a lot of my band members were like, "Dude, what the fuck? You got to get a head. You got to get a a real head," quote unquote. Shout out to Saran. Shout out to Kevin. (laughs) And I think. At the time, I started working at GC, and I was able to buy a PVJSX, and which I fucking love that head. It's a Joe Satriani head. I was like, "This is it!" Sounds so awesome just by itself. But once I got into the room and "quote unquote" in the mix, it, I just like it got lost in the mix, and that's with like a couple pedals i think like a tube screamer and a noise gate i think back then i think that's what i was running but i was just like man <laughs> damn it so then i got that tip from a friend he's like yeah I'm selling this 5152 it's customized i'm like yeah hell yeah let's get it so i bought it and i fucking loved it and i'm i think Later on, I actually sold it to Bo, who plays guitar in harm's way. Check them out if you haven't, if you like heavy, hardcore. And then I got, I think, a Crank Frankenstein from Jesse, from Emir. I think he, he it was a broken crank, and he sold it to me super cheap, and I love him for that. I always appreciate that. And I sent it in because, again, I worked at GC. I had a hookup with the repair center at the time. I think it's different now. I think it's a GC repair uh, shop now. But at the time, they had this like freelance uh, tech company. And they fixed up my f- Frankenstein for like less than 100 bucks. It was a wiring issue. And, my God, I fucking love that thing still love that thing and uh i was running the crank for many years and then in the oceano days i picked up a jackson endorsement i think it was my first endorsement with uh, the band like after we got signed and stuff so it was jackson the company is Jackson. I mean, I don't know if it's still the same, but it was Jackson Fender EVH, which stands for Eddie Van Halen or Edward Van Halen, who actually passed away last week due to cancer. Fuck cancer. Um, And through that endorsement, you know, I had gotten my hands on uh, one of Gojira's, I guess, like old 5153s that they um that they used on tour, like some tour, I think it was like the Opeth tour or something like that. And then they returned it to EVH once they went back home. So I got my hands on that uh little loner. And I liked it. I love I love the fifty one fifty two because it was like very thick and chunky sounding. I didn't like the fact that it was like so short and wide. You know? Any anybody anybody understand what I'm talking about? And I really love the aesthetics of the fifty one fifty three. I loved the um the amount of channels it had, the options. Uh it was a little bit bright sounding, but it still was it had a gnarly side to it, which I really dug. But um after time had passed, I went back to the crank. And every time I would go back to the fifty-one fifty-two or the sixty-five hundred five plus at the time, because I had sold that fifty-one fifty-two, and it was always back and forth between the sixty-five hundred five plus, fifty-one fifty-two, or the Krankenstein, which now, you know, if for those of you that don't know, the Krankenstein was uh, Dimebag Daryl's signature. And honestly, when I went to Arizona on a tour sometime back way back when i actually got a chance to go to crank uh hq i think before they went like independent and i got to see all Dimebag's bags old gear sit on that couch where you see that one youtube video where Dimebag's like ripping uh dive bombs and just like showing how loud and mean the crank sounded. And uh, obviously, I've had other heads since. I'm just talking about the ones I've loved. You know, I've had the Crank Rev, I've tried a million different heads, but the, always, I always go back to the 5150s or the 6505s or the Crank Ringenstein. But, you know, being when I was like researching, Like rebuilding my rig, I was like, well, should I go back to 5152 or maybe even a block letter 5150 as a power amp and use the fractal as like everything? Same thing with the, when I was playing the helix, like I was, I, I dug the helix, but I'd really, I didn't like how it sounded. I didn't like how, okay, hold on. I liked how it sounded, I liked how the effects sounded, but the actual distortion, tone, I really, no matter how much I surgically EQ'd that thing, I really didn't like the way it felt. Uh, You could see me playing them, playing it on the, all the Serpents footage in the past year, like live footage, but I really just didn't like how it felt, and I'm big, on being able to play and feeling that rumble of the string as I'm touching it. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm crazy like that. Like, even with the Marshall, like, my first head, I didn't like the way it felt. And once I played that 5150, I was like, this is it. Like, when I bend the string just a little bit, just to get a little twang, You could feel it. You know what I mean? And I love that. And I actually, with the new setup, with the Fractal, the FM3, and the uh, Power Stage, I got that, which is awesome. I'm really excited about that. But, you know, it's, you know? no, (laughs) Hearing about Eddie's uh, passing was a really big bummer. And I spoke about it briefly on that last podcast, but, you know, when I'm talking with the Lizard, I mean, I can't really geek out about Eddie Van Halen or the impact he's had on the industry or guitar playing or music in general. But it's something that, you know, as an EVH or a previous EVH endorsee. Uh, as someone who played fifty-one, fifty-twos, and fifty-one, fifty-threes, and sixty-five, oh fives, it really, it really, it it really blindsided me. I'm like, wow! Like, I did, I did stagehand work uh, for Van Halen for a gig in Chicago. Which was awesome, and you can see, or I could see, like, all, all, I could see, obviously, the effect Van Halen had on people. I could see the effect Van Halen had on uh, our fellow crew members. I could see the, the effect Van Halen had on myself, because I was nerding out, like, every second. You know, I was unpacking gear, and I'm like, oh. that's the the real thing. That's, you know, but looking back, I was like, wow, he really was a big part of my life. And honestly, one of my favorite mess around riffs when I'm testing out tone of an amp is the riff for Panama or the riff for hot for teacher. And you know, it kind of sucks. I'm not, I'm not a shredder. I wish I was a shredder. Our our guitar player, Miles, shout out to Miles, is a massive shredder. And I know he's been hurting about this whole uh, Eddie Van Halen thing. And, um, I could tell how much of his impact he's had on Miles. But for me, man, like it's, The riffs, the riffs were the big thing. Like, obviously, the leads are iconic in themselves, but it's the fucking riffs for me, man. And even learning, like, Hopper Teacher or Panama, like, I didn't learn the leads. I learned the main riffs because I just fucking love them. So it's, it's, it's a bummer. It's a huge bummer. And... I, I just, I didn't see it coming, but you know, we all, we, we all pass, we all have an expiration date, as I've spoke about before, and it was really, it was really nice to see um, Jack White on SNL, even though I'm starting to take a... Odd stance gets against, against SNL because of their uh, meddling, I guess you could call it. In just, I don't know, man. Like it's, I try and watch shows I love. I try and listen to podcasts that I love, and it's like everybody is like pushing an agenda or pushing their viewpoint or telling you. I mean, shit. You go, you sign into whatever thing you want to sign into, and they're telling you facts about uh, voting or facts about this, and it's like you look up other things, and they'll say that that's bullshit, and then they'll say that no, that's bullshit, and it's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> you can't, you can't, like, uh, you, it's, it's so beyond overwhelming the amount of information being thrown at you. So it's like, I want to watch SNL and I'm like, yeah, Bill Burr. Cool. And it's like political statement, political statement, political skit, political skit, political funny skit, political. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like, can I, can I have a break? Can I just watch something? Can I listen to something and just, like not have someone tell me how I should think and how I should vote and how I should act and how I should, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know about all of you guys, but I grew up uh, with, I guess, freedom to think the way I want to think. And as I was getting older, you could tell that there was a shift uh, in, I guess, narrative like, in school, and it's crazy right now, if you pay attention to what they're teaching in schools right now versus, like, when I was in school, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. But, you know, it's, I came out all right, you know, I fought for myself, I fought for myself, and I still do, and I'm like, am I that bad? I don't know. I'm a Middle Eastern kid, man. Like I, I, I guess maybe I'm different. I don't know, but I just I, I don't want to hear it. And you know, I uns- I unsubscribe from a lot of podcasts, and I tried to take a little breather from SNL. And of course, like Bill Burr's hosting, I'm like fuck, I gotta listen, I gotta watch, and. Bill Burr did Bill Burr's thing, which is, which is, you, you, that's what you get, you know, you see, you get what you, you get what you get with Bill Burr. And I thought that was appropriate, but then I heard that some sort of their musical guests uh, got postponed or canceled for COVID, whatever. So I was kind of like, okay, so who do they have? And then out comes Jack White. And it really made me not, like, love Jack White, but I was like, fuck yeah, dude. You know why? Because he came out with no set, no video wall, no dancers with their ass hanging out, no gimmicks, no political statement, no nothing. Just Jack White a drummer, and a bass player, which by the way, that drummer stance, I don't know if you've seen the performance, but go check it out, it's basically Jack White, just doing fucking blues style music, just guitar, bass, and drums, and vocals, and it's fucking solid, and then I, also with Eddie Van Halen passing, it's like, they show a little clip of Eddie playing with the SNL band for like five seconds. And I'm like, really? Really? That's all you can give him. So it was nice to see Jack White not only bring guitar music, because that's a thing now. Oh, that this music is considered guitar music. That's like the old man's music, apparently. And then it's nice to see him paying a little tribute to Eddie with his uh i think it's a wolf like a evh guitar a Wolfgang guitar i don't know what it's called but i think it's a pv guitar i don't know but he played it and i was like hell yeah man like he didn't have to say anything but the people who know they know i thought that was really cool really nice and i was i thought it was really cool to see actual music being played Live, like it used to be. Well, I guess on SNL because I mean back in the day, you'd, they'd have bands like Rage. They'd have band like I don't like every band from the 90s was like on SNL, and it was really cool to see different styles of music, including pop. But like now, it's all hip hop, pop, and like TikTok stars. I'm like, all right like i'm not hating on it at all like i listen to that music but most of the time i'm watching the performance and i'm like okay let's choreograph choreograph nobody looks like they're having fun nobody looks like they're in the moment the only time you get to see like these stars or these artists like being normal is like right at right when they're done and they're like out of breath and like smiling and like you could tell like wow they're really happy and they really appreciate being there but that's like it you know <laughs> you know so it was really cool to see jack white and it was really cool to see music being played there it was really cool to see little nod to evh who uh after a lot of introspection i believe had a huge impact on my life and as i mentioned on the last episode of the podcast you know I grew up, uh, obviously, a Middle Eastern kid, and I got a BC Rich Warlock bronze series for uh, a birthday present. Uh, I I don't know. I don't remember, but that was my first guitar, and I had no lessons. And I basically learned how to play guitar by writing like and that's <laughs> that's been my downfall but also my strong point because ever since i picked up the guitar i started writing as shitty as the songs were i started writing i didn't have money to buy books i didn't have money to get lessons my parents didn't have money and they also would rather well maybe back then they rather would have had me you know learning a skill or going to school <laughs> So they were like, yeah, cool. You play guitar. So how are your grades? So it's just kind of cool to, um, look back on that now, considering like all the things I've done and continue to do. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I might have to get a job. Who knows? Support the fucking show and support the band. Help me. (laughs) Help me continuing to help you. Okay. But, uh. You know, everybody in my family back then were like, you don't need lessons. like, what? What are you talking about? Like, look, Eddie Van Halen, he didn't have lessons. He learned how to play guitar. He doesn't know anything about music theory. And I like, I talked about this in the last episode. I held on to that fact for like a long time, a very long time, until I found out that uh, he was well-trained by his father And he's like a master, he was a master pianist, and he basically took all that knowledge and applied it to guitar, which inadvertently, or maybe it was on purpose, I don't know, uh, recreated the instrument. Because as we all know, Eddie recreated guitar for a lot of people, and Dimebag Durrell was one of the people he influenced. And I talked about that in the podcast as well. So without Eddie, maybe we wouldn't have Dimebag. So without Eddie or Dimebag, I wouldn't have fallen in love with heavy music. Because if I would have stuck with that Marshall, who knows what I would have had to step up with. Definitely not that JSX, though. Sorry. But, uh, you know, 50-150, Crankenstein, crank without those guys, I don't know where I'd be right now. I don't know where... Most people would be, to be honest with you. Because so even most of these amp modelers, like Fractal, Helix, Kemper, their strong, their strong suits are the or the Mesa. And I've never been a big fan. I mean, I love Mesa cabs. I have a Mesa 2x12 as my main uh, stage, I guess, monitor. But... You know, I've never been a fan of the Mesa heads. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. I don't like the sponginess of it. It doesn't feel good. It feels too tight. Does that make sense? I like the looseness of the 5150s and and the cranks. Well, maybe not the crank, because the crank is a little tight, too. But you need to know how to work it. And going to the crank factory, they showed me how to work it. The way Dime used to run the head. And it's a little secret sauce that I won't tell anybody about. I took, I'm taking that to my grave. Well, unless you ask soil work, because apparently, uh, when I went to the, uh, when I went to the shop, they were like, "Oh yeah, you run this, just like dime it, and also soil work." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, hell yeah," <laughs> but I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to vent. Uh, Sounds like to me, sounds like the shrimp, the scrimps might be a little bit ready by now. It's been about an hour, but I don't know. I would like the next episode to be with a guest. Maybe the, well, definitely the lizard, because we are still in the lizard and the weird wizard quarantine series. But, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll have a guest on the next episode. Maybe not. I feel kind of silly reaching out to people, you know, Hey, you want to be on my podcast left on red. You know? <laughs> so not to mention, you know, a lot of people have PR people I have to go through and it's like, Hey dude, I know you, we have done things together. And, uh, you could talk to me. I don't want, that's the thing is I don't want to like have this podcast be like, so tell me about your new album coming or tell me this, or how is tour, how, you know, I would rather talk to people as people. And I think all of the guests at the manor would appreciate that. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, you, maybe you can. Listen to the episode with our bass player, Jake, who's also the bass player of Lividity. And I kind of talked to him on a real level. I don't think we talked much about like, you know, so how is being in serpents, you know? I just kind of was like, let's talk about fucking Charles Manson and shit. <laughs> Which I think, I think people appreciated in the long run. So I would like to do more of those type of uh, interviews or podcasts. But who knows? Maybe I'm not allowed to do it like that. I'm trying. I'm trying to up the ante. So hopefully you guys are still with me by that point. I don't know. Hopefully I still have teeth by that point. I don't know. Hopefully I have a cut. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, guys. But not really. Life is getting pretty stressful, and I've been occupying my brain with rebuilding the rig and the podcast and YouTube, and I kind of took a break from banging my head against the studio table trying to write album four, because I'm like, I'm just not inspired, man. Life is too crazy right now, and I just feel silly being like, Hey guys, there's a new Serpent song out. <laughs> oh, the world is burning? So, can you review my new track? I don't know. But the the material I do have so far, um, I'm in love with it, and I think it's probably the best... Serpents material to date. I just, I, I really, the lyrics take a lot out of me. And right now, I just feel like I'm so overwhelmed with what to write about or what I could write about that I'm just like, uh, I should just take a chill pill for a second. But I don't know. I think, I think dinner's about ready. So I think I'm going to wrap up this episode. I hope that I didn't bore you guys too much. This is kind of like a... I didn't really have an agenda with this episode. I usually have like a little list of things I want to talk about in order. And then I kind of riff. But today, I'm just all over the place. Overwhelmed. Death is looming in the air. Uh, Chaos is in the streets. And uh, chaos is within the mind. So... As a light worker or light worker in training, I just need to take a step back and kind of reevaluate and reflect. And I highly recommend all of you listening to do the same, or at least try to do the same. Appreciate that you wake up every day and you're alive and you're in good health, hopefully, and move onward from that point. And it's difficult for me at times. I might not act like it. But, you know, I really do try and, I guess, take it all in and uh, be positive. But nevertheless, I'm going to shut up now. (laughs) All in all, if you guys can, if you guys enjoyed this episode, and this is not a pre-recorded anything, This is me talking to you from the bottom of my heart. appreciate you listening this far, if you've listened this far. If you've listened this far, if you enjoyed this episode, please listen to some of the episodes before it. Check out all the rest of the podcast. Um, This is a DIY operation, so literally every play, every subscribe, every comment, every review on Apple Podcasts, uh means the world. I want to continue doing this show for many, many months, maybe years to come. I think as Al said in the episode with Al Slager, the Pied Piper of Crete, uh, big things are on the horizon. Big things coming. But uh yeah, I'm I'm working on all different aspects for the podcast. So I'm really excited about this thing and I'm really excited about the YouTube. So if you guys can, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, Comment and rate on the podcast, wherever applicable. And if you guys dig anything I'm saying or if you're like, people should listen. Hey, share the podcast. Every bit helps. Other than that, Considering we don't have a sponsor, I just run some self promotion, and being that I'm the singer and the guitarist of Serpents U.S., the only things we are asking everybody to do is to head to our YouTube, which is youtubecom user serpents, and check out some of the vlogs I've been making every week, along with the podcast, and um, subscribe to our YouTube watch some videos, learn some things. And also, once you're satiated, or let's say you're just driving, you're like, I can't watch a YouTube video right now, Mr. Mikhail. Well, then head to our Spotify at Serpents US. Follow us on Spotify. Add us to your favorite playlists, uh, whether you're driving to work, working out, driving back from work or masturbating just like this podcast <laughs> um, I would really appreciate it if you throw us on a playlist that you listen to and maybe you'll hear a song once every couple days where you're shuffling through your playlists and every play helps every follow helps every YouTube subscription helps every YouTube view helps and every podcast subscription and listen and all the things helps. So if you want to help that's how you can do so. But uh either way I appreciate you listening this far. All right? I hope you guys stay safe and stay sane. I'll see you guys next week or let's say somebody's listening to this in 2021. So I'll just say I'll see you guys in the next episode. You know? (laughs) Take it easy.